Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back, my gardening friends, to another Focal Point Friday episode. Let's spend just a few minutes together reviewing a snippet of information from a previous episode, highlighting a new topic, or quickly focusing on a current event in the food and agriculture world. Let's get down and dirty. So on Tuesday, we talked about growing zucchini and other summer squashes in our garden, and we talked a little bit about the numerous pests that like to plague these squashes. But what we didn't talk about was one of the ways that we can deter or repel or eliminate those pests in the garden, and that is through companion planting. We've talked about companion planting before. Essentially, all you're doing is you are mixing up what it is that you are planting to help to mask the chemical signals that the major pests of our crops use to home in on those crops. So you're trying to use things that are either a deterrent to those pests or that intentionally attract them and attract them away from the crop. So What's really important about this, though, specifically with summer squashes, is to know what it is that you are trying to repel or to trap, because we can get into some sticky situations if we are planting things that might repel some pests, but very well may attract others. So we're just going to do a real brief rundown here really quickly about certain plants that help to repel certain squash pests and then the ones that we need to understand will actually attract them so that we use them as a trap crop. And I guarantee you there is one plant on here that will probably be a surprise to you because it was an actual real revelation for me to know this plant was actually causing more damage than good in my my garden. So let's look at uh, specifically white flies to start with. What will repel white flies? Um, things that white flies do not like the scent of marjoram, the herb marjoram, marigolds, and this is both African and French marigolds. Okra is an interesting one. Apparently, white flies don't like okra. So even if you don't like okra, <laughs> it might be a way to go ahead and plant them and, and help them uh, repel the white flies from your squash. Nasturtium, basil, sweet alyssum, and white clover. Now, when we're looking at aphids, the plants, two plants that will repel aphids, marigolds again, African and French, and sweet alyssum again. And then those melon worms and pickle worms, we're looking at marigolds, specifically African marigolds. Anything that is very aromatic in the herb family, things like peppermint, sage, and lavender. And then studies have shown that intercropping with corn and beans can reduce the squash damage from melon worm and pickle worm. And then the squash vine borer. Now, I wasn't aware that there were too many plants that would actually help to repel the vine borer. 
But in what I have read, we're looking at things like radishes, basil, mint, parsley, and onion, or really anything in the onion family. So now I have sort of changed up my plan a little bit with regards to what I will be planting or intercropping with my zucchini. Um, I'm still planning on going ahead and covering them to keep them, you know, protected from the squash vine borer early on in their growth stages. But I will also be intercropping a lot of these other things in and around those plants from the very beginning to make sure that they are being sort of protected by repelling the squash vine borer. Now, you notice on this list, I did not come up with anything that would repel specifically the squash bugs and the cucumber beetles. There may be things out there, and there has been a lot of sort of anecdotal evidence for those very aromatic herbs, pepper, sage, lavender, basil, that sort of thing, but nothing concrete that I could find. So I don't want to give you bum scoop and say it'll work when, you know, I, I, I have no idea if it actually will. But you do have another option. Instead of planting companion plants in very closely with your squash, you can do trap cropping. And this is when you're using a crop that is planted as a neighbor to your squash, and it is more attractive to the pests and basically serves to distract them from the main crop. You want to draw them away from the main crop. So you're going to plant them away from your squash plants, probably around six feet, no further than 10 feet away to attract these unwanted pests to them. And then you destroy the pests in your chosen manner once they are sort of infiltrating that trap crop. So if you can do sort of a double whammy with this where you cover your squash plants initially, obviously until they start flowering because then they're going to need to be pollinated. But if you can keep them protected and have these more mature other crops that are about six feet away and leave those crops uncovered, it will hopefully attract those pests over to the other plants that we're not too concerned about and keep them away from our squash plants. I have done this a lot with brassicas. I have found that dinosaur kale and mustard are very, very attractive to the pests that plague my broccoli and my cauliflower and my cabbage. So I find if I cover those crops and then plant an uncovered trap crop about five feet away, then they end up being devoured by the pests um, and my cash crop ends up being protected. So the same thing applies here for our squashes. Now, a good trap crop for aphids, if you have an aphid problem, is nasturtium. Now, remember, we said nasturtium repels white flies, but in this instance, it attracts aphids. Aphids love nasturtium. And the good thing is that nasturtium is kind of a hardy plant, so it can withstand an onslaught of aphids. So if you find that you have both white flies and aphids in your squash, then you are going to want to treat it more like a trap crop and you're going to want to plant it further away from your squash plants. It's still going to help do the job with repelling the white fly, but you're not going to be trying to have these aphids come in and infiltrate your squash plants because they're trying to get to the nasturtium. So use it as a trap crop for the aphids and it will also act as a repellent for those white flies. Now, 
Here is what I alluded to earlier. Trap crops for squash bugs, squash vine borers, and cucumber beetles, right? The first one is blue Hubbard squash. Um, I have also used red curry squash for this. If you plant a mature, or at least more mature, blue Hubbard squash plant within five to six feet of your other summer squashes, these insects, the squash bugs, the vine borers, and the cucumber beetles love blue Hubbard squash for some reason. And they also, like I said, they like the red curry squash as well. The key here is to make sure that the, the blue Hubbard squash or the curry squash is more mature than your other summer squashes so that the, the insects are more attracted to the more mature plant and they have something to go after and then they leave your summer squashes alone. Again, if you can manage to cover those those summer squashes, that's also a secondary layer of protection. Once you see them starting to gather on the Hubbard squash plants, you can either completely remove those plants to remove the bugs and get them away, or you can use your chosen sort of insecticide. So this is a really good way to do this. We prefer to just remove the plants in general, or we're hand removing the insects from those plants and disposing of them that way because we don't like to spray anything. Um, but that is a that is a personal preference. Now, this last one is the one that might surprise you. A good trap crop for squash bugs, squash vine borers, and cucumber beetles is marigolds. Okay? So for any of you who have ever planted marigolds in and amongst your zucchinis or your yellow squashes or any other summer squash and had a horrible, horrible year for your squash bugs or your vine borers or your cucumber beetles, it very likely was as a result of planting the marigolds. They attract these insects. So they make a fantastic trap crop. So if you plant rows of marigolds away from your summer squash plants, they are more likely, especially if you know, you know the squash bugs are going to show up, you know the beetles, you know the borers, you know that they're going to be there regardless. Go ahead and plant those marigolds, but do it away from the squash plants so that you have a way to trap them away from the plants that you want to keep. Honestly, I have made this mistake. I'd always read, okay, well, marigolds are great companion plants for squash, and they are. They're just not good for companions in my area because they're not repelling the things that I need them to repel. They are attracting them. So this is why it is very, very important to understand what it is that we are trying to repel and what we need to use as a trap crop. So for any of my Midwest gardeners out there who have made this mistake, I am right there with you. I feel it. I'm really hoping that I didn't ever tell anybody to plant marigolds with their squash. It's possible that I did because I really was under the impression that that was cor the correct information. Unfortunately, uh, we are wrong. So uh, trap crop for squash bugs, vine borers, and cucumber beetles, uh, marigolds can repel melon worm, pickle worm, aphids, and white flies. So I hope that clears things up a little bit for everybody and that nobody is having to rush out into their garden and pull all their marigolds up out of their, their summer squashes right now. So hopefully this helps and you will be able to better avoid our most common summer squash pests this season. Thanks for joining me on this Vocal Point Friday. I'll be back again on Tuesday for another regular episode 
episode of the Just Grow Something podcast. So until next time, my gardening friends, keep on cultivating that dream garden, and we'll talk again soon.